This is episode 395 for November 2015, and that is Black and White by Michael Jackson. And we're going to be talking about some characters that are black and white, Cloak and Dagger to be specific. And before we get to that, I'd like to ask for your support of this podcast and our website. Log on to our front page at SpidermanCrawlspace.com. Look for a button on the right-hand side that says Support This Site via PayPal. And you can help us pay the bandwidth costs and keep the lights on and ensure more episodes come out in the future just like this one. All right, put on your boxing gloves. It's time for Fight Club. We're going back to 1982, George. September, to be exact, and uh, Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man number 70. Yes, uh, in a story called The Great Cloak and Dagger Hunt yeah. by um, Bill Mantlo and Ed Hannigan and Al Milgram. Of course, this story features the first appearance of Silvermane in his cyborg body. That is why this issue is, uh, is significant. Um, also, it's, it's like the second appearance, I think, or third of Cloak and Dagger. Beautiful cover. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a Spider-Man mask ripped in the in the center with cloak and dagger and Silverman in the middle. It makes Beautiful. it makes Silverman look a lot more competent than he actually is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and he has a whole body, not just a head, as we've seen lately. Right. Yeah. And you know, for for people who have read um, uh, the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, the excellent Superior Foes, of Spider- which I believe is getting collected in a hardcover or omnibus, maybe in November. Yeah, I think that I think that's correct. I think so. um, first of all, if you haven't read that, get that because damn. Um, <laughs> second of all, it features it features Silvermane, but only his head. His head has become disconnected from his cyborg body, and he his head kind of becomes like a MacGuffin. You know, it, his head's like something like the, Mal- <laughs> the Maltese Falcon, except that he can badmouth and and snark anyone around him. <laughs> and. Oh my God! He gets put through all manner of indignities throughout that series, and it is hysterically funny. But there was a time when he was actually pretty damn sinister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, way back in the day. I'm, I'm looking at his first appearance was Amazing Spider-Man 73 in June of '69. Right. I mean, this is the guy who allied um, the Magia up with Hydra. He was responsible yeah. for that, um, and he has led the Magia on and off for. Well, so pretty much since his since his introduction, um, he's always been a Magia power player. The Magia, for those of you who who may not be familiar with the term, the Magia are basically the criminal underworld of the Marvel universe. But a criminal universe, it's different from the Mafia, which the Mafia also exists. That's who the Punisher fights. But the Magia is like a superpowered mob. They have people in there who have superpowers. You know, you got like a like Hammerhead, for instance, and Silverman. Now, now, is that a separate group than what the Kingpin runs? Uh, the Kingpin, yeah, the Kingpin runs the underworld. Yeah. The Kingpin has uh, been over. Pink, Kingpin's been over it all at different points. Um, hell, the Kingpin was even one of the heads of Hydra for a while. Um, he had the hand too at one point. Yeah, I think. And uh, yeah. I mean, so Kingpin's been. He, his fingers are in everybody's pie, um, which sounds dirtier than it needs to. But um, <laughs> but no, I mean, so there's you know the. This goes back to, to you know Silvermane's story, and, and Cloak and Dagger had – like I said, this is their second or third appearance. And, and Brad and I are both uh, folks. Brad and I both are huge Cloak and Dagger fans. I, I collected all their ongoings back in the 80s. Really big uh, Cloak yeah. and Dagger fans, especially of the limited series and then the, what, 11-issue run after that or 12? 
there was a four issue mini. Yeah. There was like a, a nine issue second series. Then there was a mutant misadventures of uh, Cloak and Dagger uh, after they did a split book with Doctor Strange in the eighties. Yeah, that's right. I remember yeah. that. Um, but Cloak and Dagger, you know those the the ones that were done by Bill Mantlo and Rick Leonardi are just wonderful. I had like a I had like a crush on Dagger oh, back in yeah. the yeah yeah music love that costume pretty street stories you know it's all street level stuff um, really really I I still think to this day that it that it's pretty much Mantlo's strongest work uh, when I go Mantlo now that's saying a lot Mantlo did a lot of stuff including create Rocket Raccoon yeah and. And I, I think I mentioned this on previous podcasts, but I've I bought a long, uh, cheat, essentially the whole run of Alpha Flight, mm-hmm. and I think Alpha Flight was his last work. Yeah, and it's it was okay, but it just kind of petered out, man. But his Spider-Man stuff I liked, and I liked his Cloak and Dagger he, a lot. He, his Hulk was good. The too. stuff specifically that he and Leonardi did together was just amazing. Yeah. Was just wonderful. Yeah. Um, but at this time, uh, Cloak and Dagger were a little more different than you guys remember them today. Cloak and Dagger were bloodthirsty vigilantes. Cloak didn't fire her daggers out to, like, quote-unquote, purify people. No, she killed people. And and Cloak killed people also. And, you know, Spider-Man... Cloak, Cloak as a kid, I was scared of. Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. like, that's... Because all kids are scared of the dark. I'm like, I don't want to go into Cloak, man. And And what... Okay, now what happened was... The the reason that that well it was retconned later. The original reason that Cloak and Dagger got their powers was that they were kidnapped off the streets and they became like test subjects for a new type of street heroin that that Silvermane and the Magia were wanting to to manufacture. Unfortunately, it turned out that it was this really bad stuff that killed one person, but it gave Cloak and Dagger powers. Um, later, that was retconned to say that what it did was trigger their mutant genes. And they basically they just made them mutants, um, yeah. and and said that that's what you know that's what started their their mutant you know what's the word I don't know what is it when a well, mutant starts mut- a mutate I don't know uh, I guess there's not a word for it I don't think it happens when you hit puberty exactly yeah but with cloak and dagger you know I I, I guess maybe they were like twelve or I something because, I don't know how, how they were they? they were like teenagers when Spider Man okay well they should have had their mutant powers by then and and Spider Man had maybe it, maybe it altered their mutant powers they didn't have what, mutant powers Brad it was as a retcon uh, they got their powers from the drug that Silvermane yeah. had had tested on them and then they were later retconned to be mutants much later okay. um, but Spider Man had had tracked them down and. At different points, was trying to get them to stop killing people. Spidey's like, "It'd be super if you could just <laughs> not kill people." <laughs> and he always thought that that cloak was controlling Dagger somehow, and he was so he was always trying to reason with Dagger, like Dagger was. And technically, I mean, they're good cop, bad cop. Dagger was the good cop in that scenario, but again, Dagger's out there killing people. I'd rather I'd rather deal with Dagger than Cloak. I would rather deal with Dagger than Cloak too. <laughs> so, um, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, what has happened now? Uh, previous to this story, we need to set it up and give a little context. Yeah. Is that Cloak and Dagger, out of revenge, have attacked Silvermane, and basically they thought they killed him. But what they did was they they put him into a point where he he needed desperate you know medical attention, like immediate medical attention. Um, and Spider-Man was too late to stop them. Well, so, and that's where this issue picks off. Again, the story is the great cloak and dagger hunt. Spidey starts the issue off 
you know, web crawling on the ceiling, you know, and that really cool way he does where he's like, you know, looking down, you know, and he's got his hands on the roof and <laughs> And Lionel Richie's in the background playing and dancing on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. And then um <laughs> since the doors are locked because Spidey webbed the doors, uh Spidey webbed the doors previously in the last issue to you know, try to stop the goons from getting in, they finally shoot through the door and then bust their way in and then Spider Man proceeds to start beating ass. I love the moments when Spider-Man will just take on like 10, 15 guys. Yeah. A lot of times whenever Spider-Man, you know, breaks into the Kingpin's office to, to you know, to tell Wilson what's up, you know. Yeah. Um, He's having a conversation while he beats He'll ass, wind up yeah. having to fight like 10, 15, you know, like a dozen dudes, <laughs> you know. So, Wilson, how are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so here's how this is going to go down. You're going to stop hassling my friend Daredevil. Um, anyway, um, so... He he's fighting the goons while the mob doctor rushes in. Chuck Silvermane finds out that Silvermane is actually still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know he he pushes like a button on Silvermane's bed, and it's like some kind of weird James Bond thing, and the bed lowers to the floor. <laughs> I don't know what it is, like the kingpin and Silvermane, but they're they're they're, they're like little layers are all tricked out, man. <laughs> you know, kingpin with the pneumatic tube that escapes. They, they get hand-me-downs from Blofeld over right? in Bond, you know? Right. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's like secondhand. Yeah, it's secondhand. After James Bond kills a guy, I guess there's like a there's like a you know like an estate sale, <laughs> and all the other villains get there and like, ooh, I, I need that pneumatic tube. Yeah, no doubt. Ooh, I need that bed that goes to the floor. <laughs> so Spider-Man uh, just takes turns beating ass. He, at one point, he throws a lamp into a guy's face, mm. which is a great looking panel, by the way, by Ed Hannigan. Really, really good stuff there. <laughs> And um, I don't I don't remember the the lamp. It's it's uh, let me see here one. Oh yeah yeah woo that's nice. Yeah. And uh, a guy finally manages to clip Spidey on the back uh, with a crowbar, even though Spidey you know his spider sense went off. You know um, I mean you're fighting a dozen guys some one of them may get lucky but Spider Man recovers I mean like in a nanosecond and webs both their faces. He's webbing face he's punching face he's kicking face. Not a good jump over guys. Not a good day for to be a face. He's throwing lamps in the face, um, and then he, of course, he takes pictures, or, or he gets his camera because he's been taking pictures the whole time. Taking a 1980s selfie, right? Yeah. And then you know, Silvermane's doctor's like, "Look, forget Spider-Man to go after him. We have to get Silvermane's body, or Silvermane, you know, out because he needs immediate, you know, medical assistance. It's, 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 you know, drastic measures have to be taken." Um, and, and you know, elsewhere the kingpin is, uh, you know, is is just brooding all this and having a big having a big laugh because you know he has two enemies fighting one another. Because Silverman is his enemy and Spider Man is his enemy, and, and kingpin's just like you know, it's just sitting there like you know, like a, like Eddie Murphy and uh, Nutty Professor, cakes and pies, cakes and pies. I mean, he's just that happy, right? <laughs> and, uh, like that? Was that good? That was nice. That was nice. Um, so. Uh, Spidey, you know, heads out of the headquarters. Cloak and Dagger, meanwhile. Now, now, when when they tried to kill Silvermane, it triggered a booby trap, and an explosion went off in, in Silvermane's, um, or around Silvermane's bed, and Cloak and Dagger barely managed to escape. Uh, but they escape to a rooftop, and then they start killing goons yep. that they find. They find some drug dealers out on the streets, and they just start mowing them down. Um, They're done. Actually, I say mowing them down. Cloak just sort of jumps at him. Dagger, like literally, like nails like three dudes. She gets like a three for one deal. Yeah, one guy she hits twice. <laughs> I see that. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, huh? Yeah, I see that. That was funny. Meanwhile, Silvermane, Silvermane wakes up 
And oh, he's in a giant robot body. <laughs> like the Terminator and Robocop had a kid. But and, and it doesn't his heart isn't protected very well. You can see it right through this dress. Right. You'd think if you're given a cyborg body that, that has the guy's original heart. And why you keep the yeah. original heart of like a like a seventy something year old man <laughs> you know? And yeah. not I mean, I never understood that. I was like he looks slightly Wilfred Brimlish. At, Wilfred Brimley-ish. Yes, yeah, Silvermane's going to start talking to him about the diabetes. <laughs> or he's going to say something like uh, like Wilfred Brimley said in the, in the Furman say, not just intimate acts either, Mitch. Screwing, you know, not just screwing. You know, intimate acts, oral and whatnot. And oh, that's one of my favorite man. line of Wilfred Brimley ever. I've, I've never heard another Wilfred Brimley line that comes close to what he said in the firm. That was the, uh, the only part I liked in that movie. You, you, even the Ewoks t- made-for-TV movie he was in? Yes, <laughs> the minute he looked at Tom Cruise and said, and showed him those pictures, and said, "Not just screwing, neither Mitch, intimate acts, oral and whatnot," I howled in the movie theater. <laughs> the movie theater's like, "Oh my god, this is so substantial!" I'm like, "I'm like, <laughs> dude from Cocoon's a freak, you know, yeah. oral and whatnot." And then me and my friends from there on, we said that for the rest of of like our we we say it to this day. <laughs> you know, well, we we always say it. You know, like, well, how how the uh, how that horror? You know, you went to that uh, haunted house for Halloween. How'd that go? You know, intimate acts, oral and whatnot. You know, we'll just say it for whatever. Anyway, and everybody everybody right now listening to this, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. We're <laughs> Meanwhile, back of the fight, well, we got the Silver fight. Man Silverman wakes up in a cyborg body. Brad's correct. His heart is not protected. It's kept in like a like like a cage that just leaves it exposed. I mean, even General Grievous at his. Had his heart covered up pretty well, you know? If you get a pencil, if you know, Gambit could take him out with a card. Right. But, but <laughs> suddenly, you know, Silvermane wakes up and he's like, oh, my God, yeah, I don't have a body anymore. But, hey, look, I can pick shit up and throw it. And he's picking just random, you know, science equipment up and tossing it around like it's, you know, like it's a rag doll and everything. Then he busts out of the wall and Silvermane's like, aha, the world is mine. You know, he's like Dr. Evil. <laughs> um. Which is funny. Now, in between here, in between the, you know, we don't really cover what's going on in between that much. Right. Uh, we get right to the. Fight. Peter's got a couple of, uh, of, you know, or a moment with, um, with uh, Deb Whitman, uh, who who back then um, was Deb Whitman, just you know, one one of the infamous Spider-Man girlfriends, I guess I should say. Like the title of Spectacular, a B-list girlfriend. A B-list girlfriend. Yeah, she's not a married yet, Jane. She's not a yet still more compelling than Carly Cooper. <laughs> I'll say that right now. She's a C. Yeah, no. I'll say that right now. Okay, so Silvermane is out on the streets and he's looking for some cloak and dagger. Yeah, Silvermane is like, okay, I want those two punk teenagers who thought they could kill me and rob me of my body, even though I'm in this powerful robot body now. Um, and so he's tearing uh, tearing up the subway, uh, trying trying to find cloak and dagger. And uh, and of course it draws Spider-Man atten- Spider-Man's attention. Spider-Man turns out to be right above Silvermane, and in a great you know moment of of coincidence. And there's a couple uh, drug dealers there. And when I read this for the second time, I, I think one of the, the the kid with the purple hat and the green ascot looks like that character on Fat Albert. <laughs> Looks like the character on Fat Albert. What do you mean? Yeah, there's a kid with a purple hat on Fat Albert that looks exactly like this kid. You mean the lampshade guy? Or, or yeah, Rudy? I think so. Rudy was the I, tall, skinny one who had kind of like the captain's hat, and then or, or let me look at this. Rudy Fat Albert. And then, but 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 the other one was the one with the 
Yeah, yeah, Rudy. Yeah, Rudy. That's okay, yeah. Of. Yeah, I can see I'm it. Thinking of Rudy. Rudy. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> you're like school in the summertime. No pool <laughs> class. <laughs> I just love Fat Albert, man. Of course you can't love Fat Albert. Hey, hey, hey. Of course, you, you know, there's, there's darkness surrounding Fat Albert now. Oh, know, I know. Really and I just didn't think about that. Rudy, you know, that character and, and Rudy in the Cosby show, yeah. Yeah. Rudy was always the one trying to get him into trouble. Yeah. You know. Anyway, yeah. like, oh, look, we found a watch. Let's go find out how much it's worth. <laughs> and Fat Albert, who's like the conscience of everybody's like, Rudy, that's not right. I, so I did. When I was a kid, I loved Fat Albert, man. I, was like, I did, Fat too. Albert, you just, you're so nice. He's, he, was, he was so nice to everybody. Yeah. All right. And, you know, in a, in a politically correct world, can we have a Fat Albert cartoon anymore? No, not anymore. I, I mean, you really can you can you imagine pitching that cartoon? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a show about a, a, an overweight kid. We're gonna call it Fat Albert. No, that wouldn't go over too well. Well, I don't know. I mean, you've got half the you've got half. The, everyone's divided now. You've got uh, you've got people who are like, no, don't fat shame people, and then you got other people who's like, no, they need to be shamed because of health and because I like being a bully. So you know, it's we're, we're off the rails. We, we, we are the, off the. I kept trying we, to get we, his we, back. We, 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 we had a 15-minute Fat Albert talk. And you keep <laughs> pulling, me, pulling me on, you know. Okay, boom, All right. boom, boom. Let's go back to the subway. Spider-Man versus sub- Silver Mane. <laughs> hey, we're going to kick some ass you today. Remember that Bailey sang that on the, on the, on the podcast? Yes. Oh, yes, and, and he gave it a crawl space theme. I know. Oh, my God. Awesome. All right. Any, everyone's like, meanwhile, back at the fight. Yes, yeah, sorry, I got distracted by Rudy in the subway. <laughs> All right, so, see the the list of things that that distracts Brad. Normally, it's like Muppets, boobs, and Miss Piggy, yeah. or you know, or uh, squirrel, squirrel, or uh, yeah, you know, and uh, and so you know, every now and then, Muppets, boobs, and Miss Piggy. Every now and then, you every now and then you find something oh. new. That's funny. All right, so yeah, uh, Silver. There's three gang members there, uh, and they run as soon as Spider Man shows up. They're trying to get away. And Spider-Man goes toe-to-toe with Silvermane and, and jumps over Silvermane. Uh, Silvermane, Silvermane hits a, you know, like the, the, the steel support that he's standing on top of. Silvermane hits it and dents it, and Spider-Man jumps off, winds up behind him, and puts him in a full Nelson. Again, we have – last fight we had you – know, last month we had a, a half Nelson uh, that Craven put on Spidey. Now we have a full Nelson that Spidey puts on. Um, and, and for those of you who don't know what a full Nelson is – that's when he's got him like uh, he's got his his arms up underneath uh, Silvermane's arms, and then has his hands wrapped around his head to put leverage on his arms and immobilize him. <clears throat> and he's got that, but then Silvermane is pretty strong, and he throws Spidey onto like another steel girder, like throws him off his back and onto like a hard steel girder. Um, Spidey rebounds ultra quick, kicks Silvermane in the face, but oops, here comes a subway train. Yep, and. Spidey and Silvermane manage to dodge the uh, the train, and and Silvermane manages to grab hold of the side of the train and and start to get away. But Spidey jumps on the other side of the train, um, and meanwhile the conductor's freaking out, you know. <laughs> and uh, now the three goons that escaped earlier, you would, we had talked about uh, Rudy and the other two. Yeah, they try to get out, but they run into Cloak and Dagger. And and his, the Rudy's caption is, oh, spit. <laughs> they're the ones who got us into this mess in the first place. Right. Uh, yeah. But they, they let them go because they're really more, consain- or more concerned about finishing what they started and killing Silvermane. Yeah. 
Um, so they're like, there's bigger fish to fry. Meanwhile, inside the subway train, Spidey and Silvermane are just duking it out. And everyone else around them is freaking out. Remind me a lot of the Doc Ock fight in Spider-Man 2. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. I can see that. So the train is coming. Cloak is off of the, off to the side, or uh, Dagger's off to the side. But she's like, Cloak, the train, it's coming right at you. Cloak manages to absorb the train and then have it come out the other side, which was a really cool move, I thought. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Spidey or uh, Silvermane tries to hit Spidey again. Spidey manages to dodge. Um, you know, and everything Silvermane hits, he dents. Like any kind of metal or anything he's hitting. I mean, they. It's Ed Hannigan really wanted you to know that Silvermane was very powerful. The Terminator hadn't been invented at this point, but imagine a Terminator fighting. Spider-Man. I know. Well, Spidey would. I mean, come on. The Terminator would be a lot shorter movie if Spider-Man had been involved. <laughs> I don't if know. Crushing the dude in an industrial press is what stopped him. <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man could have probably snapped his limbs off. Yeah. Come with me if you want to twip. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel dirty for saying yeah, that. I'm going to need a shower after. All right. So, um, Silvermane. It's not a spider tracker. Silvermane, Silvermane refocuses when Silvermane realizes, because while they're fighting inside, they, it goes dark, and they realize the, that the lights went off, and Silvermane puts two and two together and says, we've just passed through Cloak. And so he kind of he kind of stiff arms Spidey in the face and shoves him to the side like like a you know like a like a little you know sea like like a sea list hero, yeah, and and tears his way out the side of the train to try to get to cloak and dagger. Yep. Spidey uh, hits the emergency brake on the train and, and jumps out the end, and and goes after and goes after uh, all three of them basically because he's been trying to get cloak and dagger to stop uh, killing people. Um, Silvermane gets a really good jump on Cloak and manages to throttle him and kind of has him by the throat. But then Spidey webs his eyes and Silvermane and he, and he carries Cloak to safety. And Silvermane is like just hitting, he's <clears throat> thrashing around, hitting anything that, he, you know, trying to hit anything, you know, because he can't see because, you know, he's got web over his eyes. <clears throat> and then Dagger just lets loose with her uh, her energy daggers, her light daggers. And uh, and hits Spider or uh, Silvermane square on, and it weakens him. Then a water main ruptures above them, and Silvermane is soaking wet. He's trapped under a steel girder, and then Dagger hits him again, and he short circuits and fries on the tracks. <laughs> <clears throat> At first, he stands up like he's still able to talk, and then he just falls over, you know, unconscious. Or actually, at the time, you think he's dead, but he's not. He got better. And, and then, you know, Spidey's like, uh, hey, you know, Cloak and Dagger, please stop killing people. And he's trying to reason to to, to Dagger, and then they, they fade away, and Spidey's like, darn it, you know, I didn't stop Cloak and Dagger. Uh, and this is significant. The ending, the, the last page on this is significant <clears throat> in that, I mean, now that we're done talking about the fight, just in a, just in a you know, Spidey history context to steal J.R.'s thunder. Um, this is when Deb Whitman decides that her boyfriend is Spider-Man. Either that or she's crazy. And, of course, that launches a whole bunch of different drama later on. So, um, decision 
decision we're going to say we're, I don't know I don't know if we if we say Spidey in this so much as we say as we say Spidey I think we have to say Spidey and Dagger Cloak didn't really do a lot to Silvermane in fact Silvermane no. got the got the drop on Cloak pretty well but Dagger was really the one that stopped him in the end I wouldn't <clears throat> even say Spider-Man stopped Silvermane that much I think Dagger wins this fight well I don't know Spidey might have weakened him yeah, he weakened him. Plus, plus he webbed his eyes and he couldn't see anything. Well, yeah. you know, and that that stopped yeah, a lot of the damage he could do. That's essentially a Marvel team up. But it's not a hundred percent Spidey win in this fight, though. No, it's not a hundred percent Spidey win in this fight. But yeah. I mean, we've had other fights, Brad, where where we've had yeah. multiple. I mean, remember the that Chris that Chris Claremont uh, Shield saga, you know, and Marvel team up, you yeah. know, when you had Shane G Black and Widow. yeah, and Nick Fury and Black Widow and all that, and Silver Samurai and all those people, you know. So this isn't—he's not—he's not as ba- Spider-Man's not as much of a badass in this one as he is last month against Craven and and uh, Vulture. No, but it still manages to be a really good fight. Yeah, it still manages to be a really really fun fight. And who who do you think would have won this fight if Cloak and Dagger were not there? Oh, well, uh, Brad, it's Spidey. It's his book. Well, I know, but I don't know. This Silverman may have may have gotten the the gotten the he, he was very strong. He, you know what? He was. You're right. I, this may have been a stalemate. Silvermane mm-hmm. may have managed to get away. I, I don't think he's beaten Spider-Man, but he may have managed to, to get away somehow. I, I, I'll concede that point. Yeah. The jury's all over the place on this one. Yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man needed a little bit of help. Right. Kind of like he does every I'm issue. Sure, I'm, sure we'll, <laughs> I'm sure you guys will let us hear it in the, uh, in the, uh, mess, in the front page comments on this. So what? I guess Spider-Man and Dagger are the winners? Yeah, I would say Decision, Spidey, and Dagger. Yep. Got it. Cool. You know what else came out this month? What? Uh, I, I I missed the checklist. Do you remember? You missed the checklist in comics? Um, not really. I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's back in my day. Back in the day before the internet was available, you went to your bullpen bulletins page, and you looked. There was little check marks next to all the issues that you could buy, and in this particular issue. Uh, Wolverine number one, the limited series, came out. Also, Amazing Spider-Man 232, which included a free copy of the Marvel Comics Guide to Collecting Comics. Do you remember that? They talked yeah. about put your comics in a in a in a, bo- in a long box and bags and boards and all that stuff. Uh, what else came out? Uh, Hulk 275. That's where the president pardoned him. Uh, X-Men 161, Marvel Tales 143, Marvel Team-Up 121 with Spider-Man the Human Torch uh, also came out. And Master of Kung Fu 116 for George. <laughs> and also, Tom DeFalco brought, well, bring you, brings you the official comics version of the smash hit musical Annie. <laughs> so there was a Marvel super special of Annie that you could see uh, and read by uh, Tom DeFalco. <laughs> oh my god. The sun will come out. DeFalco. Go. Bet your bottom 75 cents. DeFalco. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, listeners. I'm so sorry, Tom DeFalco, for singing that. Wish, next time I talk to him, we should say, How's, How'd you do on that Annie book? Anyway. Good fight, as usual, in a subway of Silvermane with an exposed heart. <laughs> oh my god. 